awkward rambles. <laughs> be a Halloween episode. What the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> They're ruining it. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Awkward Rambles, the podcast where we keep rambling until it gets super super awkward, like our intro for some. No, don't don't say our intro. That was your intro. Was, yeah, well, you ruined it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it it was ruined once it started, but okay. All right, sure. Thanks. I'll, I'll take the blame for it. That was very <laughs> spooky, though. Save that for the Halloween episode. Okay, well, yeah, I guess we could. Hmm. Halloween, it seems so far away. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about today, Moses? Well, Mandy, we're going <laughs> to talk about something real interesting today. So... We gave each other recommendations on something to watch. So for me, I gave Mandy a Korean drama called um, Life on Mars, which was a remake of a UK drama of the same name. And Mandy gave me the recommendation of a Japanese drama called One Leader of Tears. So today we're going to talk about our pretty much our thoughts, our opinions on the shows that we recommended to each other. So if you guys haven't watched either one of those shows, then spoiler alert, obviously, because we're going to talk about everything involved with those (laughs) shows. So if you want to try watching it beforehand, feel free to pause this episode, spend a week watching those. They're pretty short. I think they're both around between like 10, no, Wonder of Tears is 11 episodes and Life on Mars is 16 episodes. So if you want to watch those beforehand, watch those, come back, hear our thoughts. Anyway, mm-hmm. so let's get right into it. Who, who wants to go first? I'll let you go first, Mandy. What did you think of Life on Mars? Well, you, you're going to have to ask me questions about this because it, it has been a while since I finished it. Um, but I think I think my overall feeling was it was it was good i like well, the actually, climbs what? before we get into that how about you <laughs> give us a brief synopsis of what life on mars is about oh geez okay um uh, i'm just gonna read this off the <laughs> thing <Fair enough. laughs> um so uh han Teju is the male character in this uh drama and he is a leader of a crime investigation team um and he has risen the ranks by trusting data over everything else. But one day, while he is like investigating a serial murder case, he gets into an accident. And then when he wakes up, he suddenly finds himself in winter 1988. Um, he doesn't know why, but he's now a detective appointed to work at a police station in a very small city. And To get back to, I guess, his original present day life, he tries to solve the case in 1988, which is very fascinating. Hmm. Hmm. But there, that's the synopsis. All right. Okay, then. So let us know what you think of it. Uh, I would say I like the the crime stuff Hmm. and the kind of how things weaved together. Um, because I I find crime solving interesting anyway, like CSI and that stuff. Mm. I used to watch it all the time, and 
I don't know, it is it, like the Korean way. And also because it's dated like in 1988, it's so different because it's more about like instincts and uh, I don't know, they have different methods than, you know, like fancy technology trying to like resolve situations. Yeah. Um, so I really liked how each case kind of linked to something else. And also that also triggered things in the present day even though you don't really get to see much of it you know like it's you know it's like a either or how do i say this um, my mind's gone blank um it's like whatever crime or like case uh hanteju like resolves it mm. it's kind of a clue that leads him to whether he could get back to his original life you know yeah. yeah so it's kind of like a life or death situation uh literally because <laughs> he's literally pretty much dying um in present day uh but on the other hand i felt like it was very slow mm. like it took me i think i told you i was like oh my god i'm on like episode three and i'm it's like dragging <laughs> so i'm like when does the good part happen and I think one for me is a very cliche like group of people like characters mm. um there's you know i i mean this drama was it's not i mean it wasn't set like that far but it was 2018 when this aired but um the, the dynamics is just very typical like k-drama characteristics you know there's always going to be one person who's like the um like the one that's like acts all tough and like is really mean or looks like he doesn't care but then he's actually like a big softy and then there's just one guy who's like super loyal but he's a like complete jerk to the new newbie and then there's a girl who's like oh i don't know what, uh, what to do but then she's also like got her own like like little hidden talents or like con like pros not cons um and then there's always this like younger, the youngest of the group who kind of is like the puppy that makes mistakes, but that is kind of, I don't know, funny too. Mm. And then there's obviously the male lead who's just always brooding. And so for me, that was the only, the bit where I was like, oh my God, because seriously, can we just, can this dynamic just like get closer quicker? But it took a, quite a few episodes. And I think once that like picked up, it got like more intense, which was really, really good. But uh, the thing that I want to nitpick is it got really good. And then suddenly I was like, what happened in the like the last, I think it was the last two episodes. I'm like, what mm. happened? Or like it just ended. And I was like, really? Like what? How yeah, did you, that happen? It hit you with and the so, yeah and just like i mean the first twist for me was when his dad like he met his dad and then i was like oh and then they thought he was going to be the killer or something related but then the killer shot his dad and then i was like what and then that was when i was getting excited and then what happened then and then, oh, and then the second time I was like, whoa, was when 
the younger him, he met, he meets his younger self, and then he said he was playing with a friend, but that friend was the the serial actual serial killer from the present day, but the younger version. So that was also like what, like how and like whoa the connections, and uh, so I got really excited about that, and then and then what happened? I think obviously they sold a few cases. Something happened to somebody. Mm. Um, there was like hinted romance, and then and then it turns out that like the serial killer, the the serial killer's brother was the one that was doing the killings, mm. which was also really bizarre. And then, and then like, and then. Then there was this like giant big fight scene, and then he went back to the present day, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, you just left everyone? <laughs> like, show?" Right, let me let, me, let before you continue, <laughs> I feel like let me let me inform the our listeners of some key <laughs> things that need to be mentioned. Um, so the premise <laughs> of this thing with the time with the whole time traveling thing. So in the present day, he's he's pretty much. He's pretty much a douche. Like no one likes him because he's like very cold and calculating kind of detective who doesn't trust people. He just trusts numbers and figures and data and statistics and all that kind of stuff. So they're chasing after the serial killer and he gets into an accident. And once he gets to that accident, he's transported back in time to 1988. And so he's in 1988, so it's like solving crimes and stuff at that time. But then every so often he goes through this kind of thing where he hears this voice or something that brings him back to the present. And when, he, when he's back into the present, he comes back, but he's like in the hospital or whatever because he, he was just in an accident and stuff. So essentially it gets to, to the point where he keeps going back in time only when he gets, pretty much when he gets injured in some way, shape or form. And like he gets hit or he falls or he hits his head or some shit like that. Then he go back, he goes back in time. So through the course of the series, you're trying to find out, or of course, course of the series, you're not really sure. Is he going back in time or is he like hallucinating the whole thing? Cause there's this doctor, there's this doctor whose voice he keeps hearing every time he's back in time and it pulls him back into to the to present day. And it's, Pretty much that doctor telling him like, no, that's not real. You're not going back in time and all this kind of stuff. And this is what got me at the end. Because like, I think that you were just about to, to talk about this. But it gets to the point where it's at the end where you're at the Wait, Do you want to finish everything before I before I like drop the like? Because I'm trying to think because the end for me. OK, so before that, he. There's like a fight scene with the it's still in 1988, and then he's kind of chosen because, like you said, the doctor's like you need to decide like which like kind of basically it was like, you know, you need to either I guess he was like saying you need to let go of whatever you're trying to fight against, or you should just in you know, and then he decides he was like I want to stay in 1988 and help these people, and then that's when he gets like transported back to the present and he wakes up from his like begin coma mm. and he's fine and then that whole episode was just like what the fuck 
what about the other people? Like, they're in a fight. They're like, literally gangsters were going to kill them. And then, so he's in the present day. And so he starts solving the crime again. And, and, and yeah, so he solves the crime and, and then he finds out who the actual serial killer. It turns out it wasn't, it wasn't really the younger guy, younger brother. Um, anyway, but anyway, so then, but then that last scene, that last scene was just like, like, did he go crazy? Like, what is happening? See, and that's that's where uh, that's where I'm going with this because I feel like that's the thing that people aren't understanding from just listening to us it, is this whole. So, in the past, they're they're dealing with this, we're dealing with this big like this final case kind of thing that involves like some what was it like a gangster like some corrupt official like some corrupt rich person or something like that and mm. so the group is like fighting the final battle is like between this that dude that bad guy's gang and like our local the police team and so he gets transported back to the present time and then that's when it, like all these big revelations come out like it, it turned it, it seems to be that every trip to the past was just when he was like injured and like in a coma or whatever it was just all his imagination because throughout the course of the series he's like re when he's in the present he's reading up on the case to try to find more clues about this this serial killer that's that's out and about and his doctor is telling him that you're you're all these things that you're thinking about the past that seem so real it's because you've been reviewing the case like even all the people that he meets in the in the in the past at like the police officers and stuff he was reading on their case files so it's it seems that it's all in his head and so at the end he has a so he's trying he when he leaves them like to the fight it off in themselves when he disappears before the final fight he he sees in the paper that oh all these officers who he became friends with and everything they all were killed in that battle mm -hmm. so he's like they're all dead so then he uh, he makes it he decides to make what to make a decision to believe that he really is going back in time and goes back and helps them or just deal with the fact that it's it's none of it was real and continue living his life in the present so he makes the decision that I'm happier in the past, whether it's real or not. I'm, ha I'm much happier being in the past and in my present, because in his present, he's pretty much, he's just a loner since his personality was like that. But while being in the past, his personality changes a lot. He becomes more open, more, more, um, more expressive, more, more of a like outgoing person. So he decides that the, to him, that past is real. So he needs to get back to it. So it ends with him jumping off of the uh, off of the hospital building, and you don't actually like see him hit the ground or anything. You just see he's been transported back in time. So it kind of ends. So it ends with a like a did wait did he just kill himself to go back into the past? Like because if it's mm. if it's if it's truly him going back in back in time, then uh, okay that's one thing. But if it if the whole time it was just him hallucinating the whole thing like his mind making up the story then he just killed that means he just killed himself to live in his mm. fantasy world and and for me that was the thing that was the thing about the show at the end that just really like threw me for it like i was like whoa that's crazy See, i didn't even i didn't even think of it that way i don't that know like why the, i just 
No, I mean, like, as in, like, the way you said, oh, he was, he went back to the present. But, like, for me, because it, it was, like, more, it wasn't like he was in the present. He was just, like, having those triggers where people would be like, oh, his, like, CP is down. Like, oh, what should we do? We should ever prolong his thing. He might survive, you know, those moments. Hmm. So, I, for me, I just thought, well, maybe he did go back in time. So, and it wasn't to do with his injury. No, but, but then, the like, now that you hearing, said that. Yeah. But then now that you say that, I'm like, oh, then that is kind of dark. But then, I don't know. I think I took it in the way that he was time traveling. He just decided to time travel anyway. See, so. see, that's the thing, though. Like, all those times you're, he's, like, hearing those voices and stuff, that's people in the hospital where he's in, currently in a coma, like, speaking to him. And, like, his mind is absorbing that while he's in his hallucinations. If it is a hallucination or if he's really back in time. It, it leaves that open-ended it's up to it, it pretty much leaves it to your own interpretation like oh it's up to you whether you want to believe that he's really going back into time or if it turns out to you it's like oh no he was just hallucinating the whole thing so yeah, yeah. so for me that's that's the thought that made me like whoa that was crazy because for me like yeah for me i'm thinking it's a hallucination yeah pretty much yeah exactly it's, it's a very inception-esque ending mm. and i was just like because depending on how you want to look at it you can either see it as a case of he hated his his actual life so bad that he decides like i'd rather die for a chance to be living in the in that world that i constructed in my mind or an actual he just actually went back in time but then the fact that he actually solved the case in the end though, makes me think that he did travel in time. No, that's or just, did you think that's just his? He brain, just like, solved it in it his head because that's his brain like putting it together. Like because reading all those case files and things about the past, when he every time he's in a coma, it gives his brain the opportunity to work through the case, kind of thing. Like work through those cases, to give him the clues to lead to the ultimate to finding the guy at the end of it. Uh, at least that's my mm. interpretation of it. But yeah, that's why that's why I liked it so much because it, it really that and like I thought it was an interesting show and I was very I, I really liked the characters and stuff. I became a real big like um, Goa Song fan, like the the main female character. I became a really big fan of hers from watching this show. I, I like the way she acted. She she definitely yeah. pulled off the whole oh I'm like a oh you know a girl from those those you know that age because. That was one of the things that I kind of did enjoy the show was like, because um, in that era, women were still like considered lower than men. And like Han Tejun obviously came from the 2018, like, you know, so he he hadn't didn't have that mindset. So whenever mm-hmm. he just treated her like an equal human being, I was like, yeah. And then I like the fact that she also gained confidence to like pursue things. And then everyone else in the team also slowly had that built that relationship to gain respect for her too. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. So, and the way she portrayed that character was really well done too. Mm. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I enjoyed it overall. I do think there was some bits that were a bit too slow. Um, And then when it hit the climax, it dropped, like it just threw that twist like really quickly that i was like they just became friends like like the the, the one of the guys that was hmm. um what's his name um 
the one the one that just always was like grumpy and was like i don't want to be a part i don't i don't trust you blah 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 you just came into it like that guy i was just like they literally finally got chummy with each other and now you're just he's just gonna go back to (laughs) 2000s i'm like what and then when he solved the case too i was like damn okay that's also really cool but then and then obviously the ending i was like okay so I, I felt like there could have been something more. Like there's some bits, I think that, I know they needed to build up the story, but I think that build up took a long time. But mm. then if that was quicker and then they focused more on some of the cases, because some of the cases were really interesting. And I I kind of was more fascinated by those aspects than, mm. you know, the whole bickering bits, you know, in some of it. Or the, the bits where he's having the trigger and there's like the whole moment where he's like, like, oh my gosh, dysfunctional. Um, I kept thinking I could have less of the CPR monitor beeping in the background that, and have more cases resolved than, you know, this. But overall, it was definitely an interesting show. I don't think it's probably, it's not often I think I watch a crime show. Mm. So it was definitely different. And yeah, it was in, definitely enjoyable. So uh, scale one to 10, what, what would you give it? Um, I feel like a 7.5. Mm. Yeah, like it wasn't like, whoa, this is super amazing. But um, and like I said, some bits like made me a bit like, eh, okay. When is this episode gonna pick up? But the the bits that were good were good, and I I really I think the things that really got me was definitely how the story intrigue was intricate in intertwined mm. <laughs> intricated. What am I saying? How intricate the story was. There you go, Mandy. You know, group the group the words in your head and then say it. <laughs> how intricate the story was and how it intertwined with like present and future and you know how it all related to like this you know all these small cases like built up to actually one bigger problem which is i guess kind of reflects you know some of the things in society too which is why i think ah, oh, you know there's always some things out there that we think it might not be related but it is you know so yeah it was enjoyable so would you recommend it to our viewers I would say if you are into crime dramas and don't mind things that are a bit slow paced and you also like time traveling, then yes, definitely give it a watch. And also, I guess if people have watched the original uh, British show, then they should give this version a go. I'm not, I haven't ever seen, I never even knew there was a British version of this show. So, um, I fail as a Brit, but uh, for those who have, then you should go watch it and see if there's any differences mm. or whether you prefer the Korean version. And yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but if you're looking for rom-com or something very Korean-Korean, then no, don't watch this. <laughs> um, but yeah. So next there, one liter of tears. I was going to say, personally, I didn't find it slow paced. So so whoever's listening to us, don't just assume it's a slow pace. It might just be a personal taste. 
Like for me, I I felt like I was hooked. I was hooked on every episode. I didn't really feel like it was. Only thing that I felt was probably slow was maybe like the first two episodes trying to like introduce the whole storyline and him going back in time. I thought like that was slow, but like once it happened, I felt it was pretty nicely paced. But yeah, anyway, it's open to your opinion. So it's whatever you you'll see you gotta you gotta yeah. decide whether on your own whether or not it's slow pace or fast pace or whatever but yeah, yeah. moving on so your recommendation was one liter of tears mm-hmm. um you want to give the synopsis sure and i'll do the same <laughs> thing that you did and i'll just read the synopsis off of my drama list i made it i twist i made it my own did uh-huh. you not see i used my i used my like i don't know Explaining to little children voice because uh, I believe you. All right, so <laughs> this one is about a 15-year-old girl. Her name is Ikeuchi Aya, and she's the daughter of a family who works at a tofu shop. And she's about to become a high schooler, but things start to go awry pretty much like the first day where she's going to the high school to take the entrance exam and all that kind of stuff and so she's been falling down a lot and walks no she's been like falling down a lot she's been like having trouble with things and her mother who works as like a health professional Mm -hmm. she she starts to notice this and she decides to take her have her her, have her daughter see a doctor and that's when they find out that she has spinal cerebellar degeneration which is a disease where the cerebellum of the brain starts to deteriorate to the point where the the person can't walk, speak, write, and eventually won't even be able to eat on their own. It's pretty much like the cerebellum starts to disintegrate. Uh, I shouldn't say disintegrate. just starts to deteriorate to the point where you no longer can control your motor functions and things like that. So it's a, it's based on a true story. So it's about a real girl who went through this Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just about her going through this disease and just how it affects her life and those around her. And mm-hmm. I got to say, it was honestly one of the most frustrating to watch show like dramas that I've actually really enjoyed. Like, it was, it was good. It was really good, but it was so frustrating because it was just so it was hard not to get emotional in each and every freaking episode. Like, like my eyes were <laughs> yeah. watering in every, pretty much every single episode. Cause just it's. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Did you cry? I didn't cry. But like, I <laughs> teared up. I teared. No, I never, <laughs> I never cried. But I teared up. I teared up a lot. Like, but yeah, there was never any. Like, my eyes would water, but there was like no single tear that would go down my face or whatever what the you're, it was, you're dead it, inside i was the fact that i was even tearing up just goes to show how powerful of a how, how powerful of a show this was and it was just yeah it was yeah it was it was it was tough it was tough to watch just just they just watching because i don't know maybe because it it's also based on a true story mm-hmm. that it made it that much more impactful just knowing that this is just is just a 15 year old girl who's just living her life and then just one day it completely gets turned upside down to the point where it's like she's about to enter high school about to have like 
have her future, like have her life, live her life, have a long future and everything. And then she finds out she has this disease that essentially as time goes by, it's just going to trap her in her own body. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just hard. It, it was, it, it was hard to stomach at times, just knowing that, because in the show, she's like such a cheerful, genuine, honest, good person. And just to see how cruel life can be, Mm-hmm. It was just, it was real. It, it, it was, it was tough, but damn, it was good. I felt like it was good acting. Like I'm not, I've never been big on Japanese dramas because the few I've, the few I've tried to watch is they, with a lot of Japanese dramas, their acting is too, it feels too over the top for me, mm-hmm. where it feels like they're trying to act like how they act in an anime or yeah. whatever and it's it's just so over the top that I get I get put off by it but mm-hmm. this one wasn't that well except the dad was kind of like over the top and like of course yeah. the love some of the child actors are just like oh yeah yeah you are not a good act you're not you did not act that scene very well but like they're child actors so like you give it you give it to them but um yeah it was it was a really good drama I really liked it it, it I don't know if it's because of what I've been going through personally myself over the past couple of months, a few months that it really, it really made it, it really made it hit, it hit me harder because of that. And so I was very, yeah, like, honestly, I could not watch this at home. Like every, only time I would watch it when I was at work and I would just watch, every, I would just like watch one or two episodes before I would leave work. But then I would not watch it when I got home because I'm just like, I don't want I don't want to watch this at home. But then the last three episodes, I'm just like, I got I got to finish this because we're getting to the end of it. And it's just so sad because, you know, she's going to die. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a matter of time. And it just sucks that this happens to her. And I'm just, oh, man. Yeah. But (laughs) what was the most like memorable scene or like line for you? That's a tough one. Um, I would say a memorable scene was hmm, probably the one where, where like her disease has progressed enough that like now she's used she has to use a wheelchair a lot, mm-hmm. and like you're you're starting to see the burden that her that her uh, illness is putting on the people around her specifically mm-hmm. like people at school like her friends have been helping her out a lot when when she first got diagnosed and in the beginning they're all really cheerful about it they're like oh we're friends like this is what we yeah. friends do that kind of thing but then when you when it got to that scene but as as it, as the show progressed you started seeing how it would like weigh on her friends because like her like her friend like everyone they would constantly be late to mm-hmm. classes because they're trying to helping her or like during lessons the teacher slows down a lot tries like the teachers would try to slow down because she's having trouble writing so she writes a lot slower than everyone else and all that kind of stuff and it gets to a point where her class like her classmates are getting frustrated so one of the students like the bitch of the class essentially <laughs> yeah it is 
like this was after Aya had left to go to like a doctor's appointment. She like she like tells like tells talks like asks the teacher if she can say something, and she's saying how Aya and her thing is like hindering their their class and all this kind of stuff. And then like everyone in the classroom is like giving their opinions on it. And then you hear her, and then like they ask her like Aya's friends, "What do you think about all this?" And that's when you find out her friends' true feelings. Mm. about it but then you notice that Aya's like she had to come back because she left her notebook in the class so she's outside the door listening to all her classmates complain about like having to deal with her illnesses and stuff like that and it was just like man that was that was tough but then I thought it was interesting because there was like a romantic interest in the show Mm. Aso Aso yeah yeah but then I thought it was weird because like at the end of each episode, they would like show you like photos from the real, the real Aya's past and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or like how she would write or like notes from, cause this is all, this is based, the show's based on a journal that she wrote. Like she would be, she would write journals throughout her entire life or for one, not entire life, but from when she first was diagnosed with the disease, she would mm-hmm. like write these journal and she would write a journal and so the book, One Leader of Tears, is based on for her journal entries. And so they give like little excerpts at the end of each episode. But they never mention this Aso guy. And then it turns out he was a fictional character. Like he yeah, was yeah, added yeah. to the show. Apparently by the, re- by the request of the family, of, the, of her actual family. Yeah, because I think she, from reading, because I remember when I watched this show, hmm. um, I straight away, I was like, okay, I need to find more information and I think I found the blog and someone had translated all the stuff hmm. and then later on it got so big that they obviously released the book uh, but I think I remember reading that they were always saying that you know one of like Aya's wishes was like or not regrets but she was kind of like you know like she couldn't do everything that normal kids did and you know she didn't even get to like try out like dating and all that Mm. stuff so I guess they wanted to give her something in her memory which was really sweet and I think it didn't like take away anything from the drama like they actually made it very nicely too and I was like ah but then that's that's what but when I found out because I actually tried to avoid like reading about anything beforehand because I did I kind of just wanted to go in this without knowing too much mm-hmm. and like because it it, it 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 gave a warm feeling to at least know that oh after all the things she's going through she has that one person who who like loves her like because mm-hmm. you know her family they love her and unconditionally yeah. family but like have this person who doesn't have to be there but wants to be there for her because he cares about her so much. He knows yeah. about her and stuff. It was really warm. Yeah. But then to find out that that person was a fictitious character kind of made it kind of sad when thinking about her real life. Yeah. It's that, well, then she never... Because ha- they had this one moment like in the show where there was this dude that she liked who liked her as well. They were both in the basketball club in their mm-hmm. middle school years. And after she started developing her, her symptoms started to like progress and everything this dude just like ghosted her essentially like, i know <laughs> he invites her out on a date but but that was before like how bad things were getting and then her friends were like man you're really gonna you're really gonna go on a date with her dude look at her she's, she's like she's fucked up now essentially so he just ghosts her and i'm like mm. 
I can see that being part of her actual history. Like, because when you think yeah, about yeah, it, they yeah. are high school kids. They're young kids and everything. So, like, things are very short term, especially mm-hmm. rom- romance-wise. So I can see that more more happening than this dude meeting her in high in high school, and they pretty much like meet each other after her she finds out she has a disease because he because that the the love interest in the show finds out about her illness before she even tells him about it Mm. and so the fact that he stayed with her throughout that was kind of like that i'm I'm sure that could happen in like various circumstances but trying hard to believe that happening in real life but Mm. yeah and it did kind of suck how like she broke up with him at one point because like her her illness was was had progressed so far at that point that she was bedridden mm-hmm. and everything. So she broke up yeah. with him because she didn't want to subject him to that. And being with him but while also not being able to like walk alongside him was too much for her. Yeah. And then that kind of that kind of sucked not sucked in like a bad way but like sucked story-wise like oh so sad because of the whole I think they didn't see each other again for like a year a year or two I think it was like a year and then it just felt like that was a year of missed time because it's just like she didn't have much time left so to lose that year with someone that you genuinely loved just it was so sad yeah yeah when you have stuff like this, it's really hard to, I don't know, define what is like uh, the right choices and bad choices. But I mean, I, I don't feel like there, there is a bad, there is a right or wrong choice in, in regards to something like this. Like, and anything, to be honest, even with like her friends, like you said, like you feel like, oh my God, that was really mean. But then you always have to think from their perspective is like, it is affecting them and it is affecting. And even like the, the, that class president bitch girl like Hmm. at the time you're like oh my god you're like what the fuck like your classmate is sick does your future really matter when like her future is completely uncertain Hmm. but then if you think of it in like uh, a realistic way for that person they're going through their hardships too you know like and so you know it's only human and it's just funny because one of the songs in the story uh, in for the drama is called "Only Human," um, but yeah, so like you can't you can't even like hate the people because you're like oh, you totally you can didn't... hate them. There's nothing wrong. I with mean, you them. can, but like it's like they're all like young, like you said, they're all young and they're going through their all their own little problems, and mm. you know, having to help someone where and all you, I mean, it gives you a perspective basically. You know, like you know, sometimes even like not just your friends, but your families, when something like this happens, it can take a toll on them. And I think that's also like reason why I think if things like this happen to people, like there should be some kind of facility or service for, you know, family members and acquaintances to have like some kind of counseling or support that allows them to not feel the pressure of okay I have to deal with this you know because for I at least her mom was used to that kind of stuff you know but like for her her sisters and uh, brothers and even dad maybe it it was probably still like a big like oh my gosh like you know we this is like I mean I know the family probably 
wouldn't have said it. I mean, in the show, the brother and sister had their moments, but like, you know, people, it's very normal for people to not know how to deal with someone next to them being sick, you know, and especially when it's a long-term kind of situation. So I don't know. I think it was a very realistic way of like portraying that kind of stuff. And although it is, it is really hard to take when you realize, oh, even like, like how I didn't want to be a burden to anybody, but then realizing that she was, and then having to create that barrier to prevent it happening to someone that she really liked was kind of like, oh man, like, girl, you're already going through a lot. Can we stop? Can you just enjoy your life? Like be selfish for once. But then I don't know. It, it's, it was definitely a hard hitting drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, fun fact, the, the guy that liked her, mm. um, the crush that she had, the guy that the actor that plays that guy is also the guy who played L in Death Note live action. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was my little fun fact. Um, but yeah, that the overall show was, I cried so much. I'm pretty sure when I watched it, I'm, I think as soon as the waterworks started, it just kept carrying on because I, I did the dumb thing of just watching it all in one go. And then I remember watching it with my brother too. And then we, I cried again. My brother cried again. And then we watched it with my mom. And then we all like, there's like so many times we watched it and we were just always crying. It was so sad. <sighs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the hardest to watch dramas I think I've ever watched. But it was, it, it was, it was inspiring while also being really gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. But then it all, but then like when I read up about like the actual Aya and everything, and to find out there was like a lot of discrepancies, be- or not discrepancies, well, there was a lot of differences between the, the drama and her, the actual person. Because mm. it, because this one took place on like 2005, and then she ended up, she died in like two, 2014. So, so this mm-hmm. one was more future based, but it turned, but like the real person she went through this in the 80s mm. and then like i can only imagine how much harder it would have been in the 80s mm-hmm. and so just thinking about that kind of stuff just just really made me feel for this girl and feel for people who who have to go through this and just being mm-hmm. able to see like to be dealt such a terrible hand mm-hmm but still able to persevere was just because no no it just felt like I don't I don't know if I if I could have had that kind of strength to I to find out that I had that have a disease like that I don't know if I would have had the strength to deal with that but Mm. to see someone able to just made me feel like shit I gotta try harder I gotta try harder in life I, I mean, like, you know how the initial stage when she got the news, she was also like, what the? Yeah, like, but why then, me? Why me? Yeah. 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 Like, when she's, oh, my God, when she said that to her mom, I was just like, <laughs> I don't know why you. Oh, my gosh. Just thinking about me. me thinking about it makes me want to cry. Um, But, like, I don't know. Like, I feel, I feel like it would be hard. Like, it's definitely, it's not going to be easy if something like that happened to, like, us. But. I don't know, like, 
maybe along the way something hits you that just thinks well I'm gonna die anyway so I might as well make the most of it and I think for her it was probably the same but I think for her it was like she was like she was trying to fight against it like Mm -hmm. try to like get you know I mean initially I think and then I think obviously along the way when things got bad she there was like a lot of acceptance but then she was still like I'm gonna do the best I can and I think it also helped that her family was very supportive and you know encouraged her to try and inspire other people and I think and that's just that's the great thing about this whole story because in the end even though she felt like she couldn't do much like her journals and obviously from that journal and it's turned into a drama and there's a movie and there's books translated um you know she has probably inspired a lot of like young people and maybe not even young people just people in general who might or might not have the disease or people that have the disease around them but people who just probably needed like some kind of inspiration or i know source and i don't know for me i definitely think when i after watching that show i realized you know i need to work harder because i'm healthy and i should enjoy my health now and appreciate it and do yeah. the best that I can. And so I think, you know, something always comes good comes out of it too, I guess. But it is sad that people have to go through these things or us human beings have to reminded in that way to cherish our lives, which is mm. like, why don't we just initially think about that in the first place? Then we will all be like better people and have better lives. But sometimes it just takes, you know, yeah this kind of stuff to kick it in us yeah Um, but to wrap it up i feel like it's definitely i would definitely recommend this to someone i'd recommend it to pretty much anyone like it it was good well i guess if you're not a fan of like emotional dramas like because there's zero action there's there's not really any comedy in it. There's like a couple of funny scenes with like her family or her dad or something like that. But this is just, this is, I guess it's considered a melodrama, but this was just like, this is just a sad, a sad drama, but it's, I feel like it's worth watching. It's very, it's very heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like at the end, you'll, you, you would feel, I don't know. You feel like you want to be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> I felt a lot of things when I finished watching this, like, it was, I don't know, like, it was tough to go to sleep last night because I kept thinking about it. But yeah, I definitely, I gave this, I'd give this a solid, I think I gave it, I'll give it like a solid nine, nine and a half. Like, I really enjoyed nice. it. Yeah. Yeah. I hated it. I hated watching it, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm really glad and I would like to say a big congratulations for us for finally watching this show. Yeah, you tried to get to watch this for like two years. Yeah, I feel like I told you this like wait, forever ago. Yeah, been, you did. At least when I like first got to know you. So <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, not that long. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember when I told you. It's been that like two long. Years ago. I, it was like two, two, three years. Either way, I am glad you finally succeeded. So yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, but yeah, um, I hope you guys as well get to enjoy these two dramas as much as we did. Um, 
if you guys also have any recommendations for you know drama reviews then please let us know because we don't mind watching dramas we actually love watching dramas in our spare time and also if you guys have watched the drama and want to share your thoughts too please let us know uh you know where to find us twitter instagram and yeah please subscribe to the podcast and we shall bring you some more interesting stuff next week Mm -hmm. bye bye see you guys